Good afternoon and welcome to Five Minutes with Farham. I'm John Stringer and I'm sales manager for the south and east of England and joining me today, um, head brewer from Darkstar Brewery. Is it brewing or brewery? Uh, Darkstar Brewery, yeah. Yeah, our it's email brewery. address is a brewing, um, which always confuses people because the emails bounce back because people write brewery and constantly going ING, all that sort of stuff. But yes, we are a brewery. Brilliant, brilliant. And it's Henry Kirk. Thanks Hello, for joining us, yes. Henry. It's really good of you to spare your time and we'll uh, and we'll crack through some of these questions. Um, okay, first question is, what is your favourite hop? Oh my goodness. Well, um, at the moment, it is a Zaka. That's really, that's really the one that I'm really thrilled about. Um, I think it's, uh, we've got this new beer called Sunquake and um, it just really works really well with Mosaic. And it's just got some really beautiful, um, oh, how, to, how to describe it, I'm always terrible at these things. You know, <laughs> that sort of tropical, mango-y thing going on. But then also what I like about it is that it's got a bit of grapefruit in the citrusiness as well. People might listen to this and sound totally wrong, but that's my yeah, that's feeling of what it what it delivers. Um, so we've I've used it a lot. We've had uh, we did a single hop uh, hop head with it, Azaka, which really delivered those flavours, and um, with the Sunquake Mosaic Azaka and a bit of Chinook really really brought it home. So that's my current favourite. Brilliant, brilliant. And go on, tell me about your favourite beer. My favourite, my favourite beer. Okay, well, um, yeah, my favourite beer of all time, completely shifting away from the Pacific Northwest, um, is Rodenback Grand Cru. It really, um, I mean, I was lucky enough in March 2019 to go there to Ros Rosalare or however to pronounce it. Uh, not like that, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and just the history of the place is unbelievable. I mean, they started, um, you know, Mr. Rodenback, Alexander Rodenback, started making alcohol. He was a doctor, so he was making it to sort of cure, um, you know, had to help with injuries and all the various wars that was going on. Um, but, you know, you go there and it's got the 30 cellars full of these wooden vessels, you know, that was pumped full of the Rodenback. And, you know, you talk to the head brewer there and he's just saying, you know, you ask him about the recipe, he refuses to tell you. He's like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't talk about that. Um, but you know, he just say he's very dismissive of it as a as a as a work, should we say? You know, it's in the blending and the maturation that this thing really comes alive. And so it's such a throwback. Um, and for me, wrote the normal rolling back's a bit too sweet, but rolling back Grand Cru, the blend, you know, I don't know, I can't remember what the blend is of new and age stuff. Um, people tell you a different different story depending on who you talk to, um, but that that mix of sort of acetic sourness and you know the colour and it's so refreshing and yeah it's it's unlike anything, um, you know. Yeah, the, so that sort of thing is that beer is incredible to me. The artistry is so impressive, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, I've not really found very many people who like it. The first time I ever bought it was in this. Um, uh, off license in Edinburgh, and uh, I was like, "Oh, you know, do you have Broden back on home?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, we do, but I have to warn you, it does taste like blood and iron, and you know, just 
you know, it's not great. I was like, what are you talking about? This is the great thing. Um, so that is my favorite beer of all time, um, which is interesting because now I just purely make IPAs. Um, but, you know, it's, not, it's, nice to, it's nice to have something, something outside of, you know. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I've, I've, I have drunk it in the past. I find the acetics just uh, on the edge of insanity. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a fabulous beer, and as I say, the artistry of the blending, uh, it's yeah, it's fabulous. It really is wild. So leading leading you on to that sort of thing, uh, favorite beer destination? Um, uh, yes. Well, uh, oh, there's so there's so many places. Um, the probably the place that I found the most like energizing to go to was Portland in Oregon. So I've only been there once. Um, I was, which was God, about six years ago now. Um, but it was just phenomenal just to, we flew into Seattle, we got the train to Portland, um, the Amtrak, you know, we were in the observation car going down the Pacific Northwest, incredible. And then you get there and there's just all these great breweries, all these great tap rooms. And I came, I, I arrived, with loads of Fuller's beers. I used to work with Fuller's at the time. So like vintage ales and all this stuff. And I just had my big clinking bag and I was just giving beers to people. And everyone was so open and friendly. And, you know, it was just tremendous. Thank God they had Uber at that time. You know, I just, I was just Ubering everywhere. Um, so I said that, that was, yeah, that was probably the greatest destination. But then I do love Bruges. You know, Antwerp, you know, Belgium is Ghent. Belgium so fantastic. Yeah. Um, but my next big destination I want to go to is Norwich, would you believe? It's like this craft cask beer, craft beer mecca. I want to get in the fat cat. You know, that's where I really want to go next. Yeah, I'll meet you up there. Fat Cat's a great, great pub. Great oh, pub. You've been? And Nor Norwich is a great, yeah, great city. Some nice pubs there. It's good brewers as well in and around the area as well. It's a yeah, it's a nice part of the world. Yeah, can't wait. Who who knows when we'll be allowed to? But you know, well, well, from from the nineteenth. Yep, should be drive up there. <laughs> yeah, first thing, six a.m. Monday morning. You're yeah, getting exactly. that car. Yeah. <laughs> what one item in the in the brewery could you not live without? Well, um, so I think. Um, the best thing at Dark Star, the most labour-saving device for making our modern IPAs and pale ales is definitely our hop gun. When I arrived and I saw that they had one of those, I was like, this is fantastic. Um, because previously, like in a lot of small breweries, they were just climbing up ladders with hops, with you know, 10 kilo, 20 kilo bags. And I know that they, you know, to sort of pour in this porthole at the top. And I know that they weren't very messy. I know that they were pretty messy because if you go up there now, there's still some hot pellets up there. Um, you know, it, it's terrifying, you know, to, to sort of dry hop in that way. So the fact that they spent the money and got this Browcon thing, we just, we just loaded up. We can get about 40, 45 kilos of hops in, you know, purge it with CO2 and then just blast it, connect it up to the FB. That's a crucial bit. And uh, just blast it through there for four to six hours and we get tremendous results so i think that really really helps us deliver you know those hot hot fiends out there hot heads i should say yeah yeah uh, if you weren't in the brewing industry what would you be doing 
Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, frightening, frightening question. Um, I, yeah, nerdily, if that, that's not even a word, but um, I really, I'm really fascinated by um, biodigesters and getting bacteria to like break down all our relentless waste and turn it into energy. Every time our effluent tanker turns up, I just think that's another load going to Chertsey where our biodigester is. So I'd love to get, I think if, you know, quite rightly, something happened and I had to leave brewing. I think that would that would be something that would uh, sort of thrill me intellectually to get involved in. I love yeah. that bacteria stuff. Yeah, I hear you. Who is your biggest inspiration in brewing, Henry? Well, well, you can't see this because this is recorded, but I'm wearing my Heretic Brewing Company. Yeah, lovely. Um, so, yeah, I suppose the main, the main man is, is, in my eyes, is Jamil Zenishev. Um, he had the great misfortune of being on the Fuller's Brewery tour, and I sort of recognised him and said, uh, "What are you doing on here, Jamil? I presume." Um, so I took him away and sort of took him on a <clears throat> excuse me behind the scenes uh, tour of, of Fuller's and showed him everything. Um, and then when we were having a drink in the hospitality suite area. Um, he made the grave mistake of saying, oh, well, you know, Henry, if you're ever in the US, please get in touch. And I, was, and I just said, Jamil, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm coming to California in 10 days time because uh, <laughs> I was going to a conference in Sierra Nevada in Chico. And uh, he, he, you know, true to his word, he picked me up from the, from the airport, you know, from, um, what's it called? The capital of California. Can't remember what it's called, but Northern California. He picked me up. And uh, we hung out for a couple of days. Um, and I'm hoping to get him over here to do a brew. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's inspirational to me because, um, like me, he, he came to brewing as a second. Uh, in, uh, and you, actually, John, he came yeah. to brewing as a second career. He was in IT uh, for his sins. And, um, you know, sort of tremendous home brewer. He's won loads of awards. And I think I think he's sort of... You know, I'm going to say in his 50s, but he just keeps pushing the envelope of craft. You know, he really embodies that craft brewing spirit, which is as as the industry matures, is kind of evaporating a little bit. Every time I'm messaging him or talking to him, he's always doing something weird and wacky, you know, using using first words to, you know, sparge a next batch. You know, he's called, he calls it like poly, poly sparging or something like, you know. <laughs> like water's not good enough for him. It has to be worse, strong words that he's sparging with. And he made this beer called Gloop, where it was just an absolutely appalling amount of lactose just being poured in. You know, just he just um I love his I love his attitude to brewing and that you know there's no holds barred. Um and I think a lot of uh a lot of brewers I've met, and I think I'm like this myself, we're creatures that have habit. And, you know, we like an easy life. Um, but whenever I meet him, I'm always inspired, you know, like, yeah, well, maybe let's 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 push the envelope a little bit. So I think of all the wonderful people I've worked with in my career, you know, he's he's probably the most, I would say. Yeah. And a thoroughly nice guy as well. I remember meeting him. He's a top guy. Absolutely. So, so what got you into brewing in the first place? Um, good question. Um, I was in my mid-twenties. I was running a card shop in London and um, 
I was developing sociopathic tendencies towards the general public. You know, it's difficult. It's a difficult environment to work in. Um, and I thought, I need to do something else with my life. Uh, and as luck would have it, I met this guy from Melbourne in Australia, and he was telling me all about the, you know, so this is, okay, so we're talking like 2007 sort of time, to give people a timeline. And he was saying about all these great brew pubs in Melbourne and how fantastic um, and eccentric and off the wall they were. And I was just like, London needs this, um, which you can only have that attitude when you're totally clueless about what brewing involves. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I went to Harriet Watt and I lucky enough to get in there and, and I managed to get a BSc in brewing and distilling and um, a lot of summer jobs. I worked at Harvey's for a bit and Joseph Holt's for a summer and things like that. Um, yeah, and so that's, I, I got into it just from meeting that Australian guy. If I hadn't gone to that party, where would I have ended up? I just have no idea. That's crazy, isn't it? It is. It no. is. It's frightening to think about it now, but yeah, 10 years later. Yeah, it, is. it is. And everything that falls in and around it, yeah. 14 years later, bloody hell. Yeah. Favourite beer festival? UBBF. Without a shadow of a doubt, Brewer's Christmas, as I call it. It's just fantastic. I know people are very quite sniffy about it or whatever, but for me, there's nothing better than just, you know, you're in that huge auditorium, you see all this wonderful cast beer, then going to the Harvey stand and just bumping into loads of fellow fellow brewers and just catching up with them from all around the country. You know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's not, isn't it? I think very, I, very special. Yeah, I mean, you know, all the all the craft beer festivals are great and everything. I'm not I'm not diminishing them, of course, but for me, the GBBF is the OG. It's the best. Yep, and I get to plunder mild all day. Yes, wherever I, on many many stands, it's great. It's, I, I never see mild all year, and I just get to fill myself to the brim with it. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. And the American bar they've got, the European bar. You know, there's something for everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've all yeah. got to we've got to pray it's back for 2022. Yeah, it'll be back and it'll be bad. It will be. Uh, favorite hobby or interest outside of brewing? Um, yeah, well, this is the thing. I've got I've got two young kids, so um, you know, I'm I'm trying to get them get them to enjoy the hobbies that I had as a kid, so I can do them again, like Lego, for example. Um, but yeah, so a lot, a lot of my time is spent trying to get them to do stuff they don't want to do. So a big thing at the moment is I love setting up the skittles in the garden and getting them to, you know, like chuck, try and, you know, try and play that. But, you know, they don't like to play by the rules. Uh, so, yeah, my main my main hobby is, yeah, traditional pub games or attempting to get the kids to play. Excellent. Excellent. Should be encouraged, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, actually, John, um, I've recently played um, what's it called, uh, Bat and Trap. You must have, uh, you must have played. You're from that neck of the woods, aren't you? Yeah, I've never played it. Never played it. I, I know it's around in some of the pubs around here, but um, yeah, I'm, I know I've not played it. Uh, do you, are you any good at it? Well, I only played it once, um, and I like to think I was incredible. But yeah, that was I was I just had this fantasy of just 
moving to Canterbury and just playing, playing this game every day. It was fantastic. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, only once at the moment. Yeah, I don't think I'll right, be allowed okay. to play again for a while. Last beer you brewed? Last beer we brewed actually um, was a beer called um, Seville. So it's um, which is a orange, a very orangey pale ale, and and which used to be a seasonal here. Um, and the reason we're brewing it, it's a lovely story actually. Les Masters is our absolute primo stalwart of dark, the dark star shop he is the number one salesman there he is the the matthew Letizier of dark star he's he's just uh, he's magnificent and he's been here 10 years so i said to les look you know we should make a beer to celebrate this great thing that you this achievement and he wanted to bring it back so we yeah so we brewed that on so we brewed that on wednesday so lots of orange peel and pulp and uh, loads of Mandarin, uh, Bavaria hops, that's how you pronounce it. Amarillo, uh, the marketing people were like, how do we describe this beer? And I was like, one word, orange. Um, so it's a sort of 4% pale ale. It's just every different type and form of orange uh, has been utilized. Um, and yeah, so we managed to block up the kettle with all the orange peel. But, you know, that was that's part of it. That's craft. Yeah, that's part of it. Yep. And uh, going out in cask, is it? Or it'll be cask and can, yeah. Right. Oh, fantastic! Cool. We'll look out for that. Um, Fuggles or Goldings? Could oh, be a tricky question. Oh, oh. Well, now, yeah. Now the truth can be told. The best Fuggles I've ever had, and you know, I, will this make the final cut? I don't know. Is French Fuggles? We got we got a batch of French fuggles from Alsace and the colour and the aroma, the mintiness, the deep green, it was superb. That's not to say that you know fuggles grown here is not wonderful, but they just you got you know it's a real struggle, isn't it? Yeah. With Bertillium wilt and all that other stuff that I can't quite remember. Um, you know, but that those fuggles, I remember at Fuller's when we used that last bag. It, I, it was, I, I was getting upset. I was communing with them. I was like, you guys, the French farmers, you have delivered this. Um, so that Fuggles is great. But I suppose overall, we've just launched, we're just about to launch a new um, draft for beer called Orbiter, which is an amber or best bitter. And uh, I'm using Charles Farron Goldings in that. Hey. Uh, you know, so I'm a, I'm a big... I'm a, don't make me choose. I suppose is the answer. Oh, okay. I love, I love, I love the Goldings. You know, it's, do you, do you notice much of a difference with EKGs? If you if you you must have used them in the past. Um, I think, um, I think what's, uh, uh, yeah, I think what's interesting is with between say German hops and English hops is there are greater variations between farmers and, you know, fields in the UK than it is in, in Germany. So I think, I mean, I was tremendously privileged at Fuller's every September, you know, uh, people like Charles Farham and, and all the other guys would come and, and bring us samples to try, you know, to do the hot rub. We'd absolutely destroy the meeting room we were in. Um, 
and just to be able to be seeing that and go, oh my God, yes, we want that field. We want we want the variety from that field. And you know that you could just have, and that's when you realize, you know, how how much as brewers we are assemblers of all this great these, these great raw materials. But you could get some quite significant variation. So it's it's difficult to sort of say what's the difference between Golding, say, an EKG and you know, because you can have incredible batches from wherever, and then some is <laughs> less. You know, I don't know. It's, it's it's yeah, it's a difficult difficult one, I would say. Yeah, the one we've, yeah. we've currently yeah. got is great. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, what could we look for next from from Dark Star? Sort of like specials? Are you going to be looking at new uh, new styles to brew, new ingredients? Well, it's great. You've answered, asked this question. Uh, in about two weeks' time, I'm having a meeting with the marketing people about what we're going to do for 2022. Um, so the next beer that we're going to brew that's interesting is a black IPA. Um, I was very lucky that at Fuller's, I was able to brew a lot of new beers at, Fuller, at, at the brewery. The most successful one that I did was a black IPA. Um, and so now I'm, I'm bringing that beer that, well, that style back, I should say. Um, so that should be released in October. But looking forward to 2022, what I'd really love to do is sort of, you know, we're increasingly here in Sussex, it's becoming wine country. You know, they're, they're, they're buying up the golf courses and ripping up the bunkers and putting in all these vines. Um, I would really love to do a beer-wine hybrid. You know, I think wild beers, wild beer have done some great ones. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, some people close to home here, I'm trying to remember off, off the cuff. Um, that's what I'd love to do. I don't really understand quite how I could do it. I've had some discussions with other brewers. Um, but yeah, I'd love to I'd love to try and basically just get loads of grape must in, you know, get loads of grapes in load from locally and and um and see what happens. Uh, I think they might be a bit frightened by that idea. <laughs> but yeah, that's the sort of that's the sort of that's I'd like. That's that's you know. I'd love to. I'd love to push the envelope a little bit. And I'm lucky here because um, there's such a focus on cask beer at Dark Star, and we've also have this sort of out of this world branding. You know that they are. We are as a team, I should say, encouraged to push the envelope a little bit. So I think, yeah, that's that's something that I'm thinking about. I mean, also the shop is crying out for darker beers. Which I agree because all of our beers are EBC between ten and like seventeen, so it's pretty narrow. So I think I think we'd we'd like to see some some darker beers coming out of here as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm really pleased about the black IPA. That's going to be uh, I, I like it as a style, and I, I know not everyone feels the same way, but um, there are certainly a lot of people that do like it. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I'll be looking out for that. It's great. Well, it will be available in Waitrose. Ooh, nice. From September, if they have such things as the on the Isle of Thanet. Yeah, well, there's one in Ramsgate, so yeah, I'll get I'll get down there uh, hot foot in uh, at that time, and uh, I'll, I'll go and plunder. Excellent, thank you. We need all no the worries, help. Yeah. Well, that is the end of my question. So thanks very much, Henry. It's been really, really good to speak to you, and uh, and thanks for taking the time. And I wish you well for the rest of the summer and. Uh, I hope you get some summer and uh, get some enjoyable time with the family and and uh, see you soon, hopefully.
Absolutely. Thanks very much, John. Um, I've, I've had a great time. And yes, all the best to you and yours. Cheers, mate. All the best. Thank you. Bye-bye.